0: Welcome to my basement, everybody. Hope you are having a wonderful day. My buddy Blake is uh, managing the audio right now to make sure that uh, I'm coming through all right. We've got to test the streams. You know how these things start. They don't exactly start on the dot every single time. Uh, So give us a second to kind of uh, fiddle with some dials and widgets and things like that to make sure that we sound all right. Uh, How how does my hoodie look, Blake? Should I? Unzip it a little bit, show off the BB-8 a little bit.
1: Uh, Everything sounds good, Vic. All right, Um, good.
0: I would unzip and show the BB-8 a little bit. Show it off? Okay, there it is. Hi, everybody. I wearing my BB-8. I got my BB-8 cup, and I got my BB-8s behind me. I'm a little obsessed with BB-8. But that's okay, right? Star Wars every day. I would be obsessed with a character
1: from a good movie. Oh, nice.
0: Oh, we're going to start with that already. No, uh, we had Star Wars news in the news today, in our rundown. We have uh, Star Wars. No, we had we had two different pieces of Star Wars news, like
1: we do every day, because Star Wars, is never news. not Star Wars news. It's always in the news.
0: Welcome, welcome. Thanks oh, for joining Oh, and we're not on everybody. TV
1: anymore, so we're allowed to say news. Yeah. Before we weren't allowed <laughs> oh, to say gone. news
0: for tax, re- I, we shouldn't get into it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, so uh, yeah, we are going to talk about uh, a little Ghostbusters today because yeah. the big trailer hit today. Among other
1: things, yeah, I think the biggest news right now is the Ghostbusters trailer. Well,
0: people want to know if uh, you know what, what our thoughts are on this, and I want to know what people's thoughts are on this. Um, okay. Watched the trailer this morning. Obviously, it was all over social media, and uh, I had and it's all over the rundown. And it's all over the rundown. I, had, I honestly, I had no reaction
1: whatsoever. I had. A Very strong reaction to it. You were you a very strong it? negative reaction to it. I, I, I This just movie made, looks terrible.
0: It looks like it's just kind of floundering. It Do you looks, know what it
1: looks like? It yeah. looks like last year's Adam Sandler the pixels movie pixels. Yeah It looks like an Adam Sandler yeah, it movie does with different actors. That's all it looks like to me
0: Which uh, is sad because I, I believe that movie was made by Sony
1: yeah, well, that, that's the other comparison too. Is that <laughs> I, we, were, we were just saying this before we started streaming? Sony movies always look great, yeah, but they're like, not usually
0: that good. Like the Amazing Spider-Man Two, yeah, which and had an like amazing pixels s- which looked great. Yes, it did. Yeah, but yeah. So uh,
1: back to Ghostbusters. Um, this movie, the the humor just looks. I, I hate Melissa McCarthy. Which is I hate nuts, Melissa McCarthy, and there's been I've too much never to start off this podcast. Well, okay, I right. strongly okay. dislike all Melissa right. McCarthy. Kristen Wiig. I'm okay with sometimes, other times I'm like, eh. It's just Melissa McCarthy, her humor is just so lowbrow. It's so unsophisticated. I'm, I'm kind of a snob about the comedies that I like.
0: Well, she's but. from the, uh, the Jim Belushi kind of school of, f- yeah, of physical comedy. Yeah, but Jim comedy. Belushi
1: did it better. He, sure, he was he's, he was a comedic just, genius. Absolutely, she's not a comedic genius. Being loud and fat and obnoxious is not funny. It just isn't.
0: I well, you're. I think you're selling her way short. I think that she's way more talented and way has way more chops than that. I think all you have to do is watch Spy and see all of the different levels that she brings to that performance. And you know, she brings a sense of humanity to her performances as well. So it's not just uh, vulgarity and just gross-out humor. You actually can I identify with this human being and and have empathy for her as well as laugh your ass off and that takes real skill and I don't think that that's easily replicated and I think that's the reason why she's become a superstar and I would easily cast her in a Ghostbusters movie the problem is when you watch her in this Ghostbusters movie it's like she disappears into the background and Kristen Wiig as well you know and I I just can't believe that this is the first trailer that sony's going with to kind of get us all hyped up on ghostbusters it's almost like they took the the sort of lame parts the sort of predictable and lame parts of the film and put them into a trailer to get them out of the way and then they're going to come out with something that's or the be entire
1: better. movie is just predictable i mean like. it
0: doesn't it doesn't bode well right it doesn't make you feel like Oh man, we're gonna be excited about this thing. What are people saying? Dank
1: Tooney is saying we shouldn't judge a movie based on its trailer. This yeah. is true. We're gonna still gonna see the movie. Mm-hmm. I, I always say res- reserve final judgment for a movie until you see it. Yeah, but the trailer still looks bad. We're not. Ex- we're trailers are trailer. meant to. Tra- trailers are meant to get you excited about a movie, and this did not. Yeah, got me unexcited for the
0: movie. I, I am still excited for the movie because I'm a Paul Fig fan and I'm a Melissa McCarthy fan and I'm a Kristen Wiig fan. I don't know who the other two women not, are. I hate all three of those people. And I haven't seen uh, current Saturday Night Live, so I don't know who. These, I've seen these one other episode actors. of
1: Current Saturday Night Live, and it was terrible. Okay. So I'm not excited. Wow, about, man.
0: But, just, <laughs> but no. Do you want to say something about Star Trek? No. So, um, come on, you want it? let's cheer Blake up now. for and a I,
1: I, Also about this Ghostbusters movie. Yeah. I want to talk about the fact that it's an all-female uh, cast. Because obviously there's always going to be sexist idiots sure. who are like, yeah, I don't like all-female Ghostbusters movie. This, to me, and a lot of people were excited about it. Saying, yeah. Oh, it's an all-female lead movie. That's cool. I am. I am too. That in and of itself is a cool idea, but that's not enough to get me excited about what is otherwise probably going to be another shitty remake right you know you can't just take a sh- a shitty movie and put women in it and make and it's magically good it's still a shitty movie right so i'm not gonna drink the kool-aid on that and let the fact that it's all female yeah we can't lead, we can't just, just get distract the, from the fact that it's still a bad movie.
0: the nostalgia hype and just expect that all of this stuff is going to be good and you know it, this idea of bringing back something that's been gone, or kind of revitalizing something that's been gone for a while, um, is definitely. Uh, how, how
1: well did it work with Zoolander too? Well, that, that's or Anchorman two.
0: Those are recent examples, but or Star Dumb and Wars Dumber two. Star Wars is also. Or another Star reason. Wars seven, and that did work, and that's that's mm-hmm. another reason why that movie is so uh, wonderful. Is because even work. though there are definitely some shortcuts and some parallels and some. Uh, you know, repeats of things that we maybe didn't need to see again. It was still handled with real love and with real, uh, with real sophistication. It's still a, a really solid, solid Star Wars. I will admit experience. that the Force
1: Awakens almost felt like a real movie, and is probably going to be infinitely superior to this. But I just, we don't want to get into
0: Star Wars again. But it's it's uh, it's part of the the sort of the current zeitgeist of how how Hollywood is kind of regurgitating a lot of these old past successes and trying to make them successful again. I mean, <laughs> Twenty One Jump Street. There's a whole bunch of them. I mean, Pixels oh, feels like it was trying to cash in on a moment and a movement and an era. And uh, I,
1: I despise the existence of all these films. Well, it's the,
0: they're trying to they're trying to appeal to our. Our fascination with with uh, the past and our love of these moments and, and these memories, you know, and I think to, Ghostbusters it's, it's being not, dormant as long as it not, has been. Has been a real failing. But for, it's not. It's not. not a, it's
1: not that there's some artist somewhere who wants to recapture their love for Ghostbusters the same way we do. There's right. a bunch of rich businessmen, and they're all men, probably. There's probably right. one or two women right. sitting around a, 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 a big table, and they say. How can we make some money this year? Or let's remake Ghostbusters. That's a valuable property that we have in our library. And oh, people people are getting tired of these shitty remakes. What can we do to? Mar- oh, market research says that if we ha- that all female movies are popular now, let's put a bunch of women in it. The, I I I can't help but see right through this movie, and see the the cynical. It's a commercial for
0: except except for the fact. And I know you're not a fan of any of these people that are involved, except for the fact that all of the people are, that are involved are smart, creative, intelligent people that have been able to put together some really terrific, I've and funny movies. I've already
1: explained why I disagree with you on that, but I respect your opinion.
0: They, I mean, a Bridesmaids was great. Spy was great. What was the Sandra Bullock and Melissa McCarthy movie? I enjoyed uh, that one quite a bit. Paul Feig is a solid director, and he's a you know he he knows how to work with these people. So I'm I'm excited to see what this. Turns out to be, but yeah, this was a very flaccid opening salvo for Ghostbusters, and it doesn't make us uh, doesn't. I, I don't know, man. I don't think the world is 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 hopping now to see it, which is a drag. It's it, it's a great franchise. Out, we
1: pointed out in our rundown today that it, the trailer currently has more dislikes than likes on YouTube. Is that still true? Yes. Yeah. Or as of a few minutes ago, wasn't. Oh, okay. Which is very rare for youtube right usually if you're watching a video it's a video you want to see it's very rare for a big video with a lot of views like that to get more dislikes than likes now obviously a big portion of that is probably these sexist idiots who are like right but they hate the change yeah i dislike the video because i think the movie looks like crap yeah and I, i i would be very surprised if right now there are probably a lot of people freaking out at sony right now looking at those numbers and those dislikes and thinking oh shit this movie's not going to be a hit.
0: Well, Sony's been... they're, they're right now, they're thinking, they're, how can we re-edit this thing to they, put more men in it? They've they're, been freaking out for that. a while. Yeah. All, ever since those leaks of yeah. those emails came out, they've been freaking out trying I mean, to We strangle. know how they think it's Sony now Yeah, because yeah. Of we, wonder, we, uh, because
1: of uh, wonder, the wonderful work of North Korean hackers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they dug right in. They talked about all the uh, Adam Sandler uh, sort of... Yeah, oh, that was brilliant.
1: Them talking. They know how bad these Adam Sandler <laughs> movies are. I just love that. They still sold them to us. They still expected us to go see it. Well, not us. Yeah. Stupid people to go see them. Yeah.
0: Um, so what are people saying? What are, are, are people, uh, is anybody excited? Everyone agrees with me. Yeah. Everyone thinks it looks
1: better. You and you too, I guess. Yeah. Uh. uh yeah. No. Is I'm anybody just except be, for uh, uh, everyone's? Everyone's saying that I'm Scott Darko Tooney. Oh, this is Scott Junior right yeah. here. Is that what we have? Uh, Scott is Blake Junior. Okay,
0: Blake Junior. All right, <laughs> sounds good.
1: Yeah, most people uh, are not uh, excited about it. Uh, yeah, what other news happened recently? Oh, the Battlefront, Star Wars Battlefront DLC. Yeah, Let's keep it negative for a while. <laughs> um, this DLC costs 20 bucks for a couple of maps, couple of characters and a mode.
0: Yeah, it's kind of shocking. It's kind of shocking. It is, I mean, because uh, EA has felt the, the hate around uh, the fact that um, the game didn't launch with tons and tons of modes and tons and tons of maps. They sold you the uh, season pass right out of the gate. Um, oh, I, for I, one, bought,
1: I bought that season pass, by the way, because you of my, like the game, right? I bought it before. I actually didn't know how much the season pass cost when I bought it, oh, because okay. I was at EB Games and I had, I never spend money at EB Games. I have such a, a big account of money on my EB Games card from yeah. games that I've traded in, and yeah. I was a pre-ordering Battlefront. He's like, "Oh, do you want the season pass?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure," because I assumed it cost twenty or thirty bucks. Yeah, and it, but I found out after it was eighty bucks or 70 bucks plus tax or whatever it was but I because I had didn't have to actually put any money down for it it was all because I had more than 80 bucks on my card and I only it was only when I looked at my receipt after I was living like it was 80 bucks but so how do you feel uh well I haven't played the DLC yet but from what I just saw from their uh from what they've said it is going to be, I feel kind of ripped off.
0: What they're trying to do too, because people have expressed their dissatisfaction and feel that they have been ripped off even with the the first game. And I felt fine with it. I gave it a great score. I still love the game, and I think there's tons of value out of it. But that DLC price is expensive, and there's no getting around it. On
1: top of the fact that the game itself at launch was...
0: Expensive, A bit
1: too expensive for what it had, which is not a single-player campaign. It
0: doesn't have a single-player campaign, but I've had dozens and dozens of hours in that game, and I feel satisfied with that game. And not I enough love to it. justify its price. I totally disagree. I it's love a the great, game. It's a fun game. It looks but great. But the DLC should have been packaged to give you value yes. because you're already in the door. It should have been sold to you at a price, and maybe EA is going to feel the burn uh, on some of this pricing and some of the... VAs uh, feeling the burn? Maybe. Uh, you know, people getting angry and, and expressing their dissatisfaction with this, and they're going to have to kind of uh, answer to it. They've had a lot of... Um, uh, they've had to answer already. I mean, they had, they've had they uh, had the executive producer go out and talk about the whole, the road ahead for Battlefront and, and uh, try to kind of placate the... Uh, the dissenters out there and the people that are kind of a little unsatisfied. I think one of the the biggest missteps with the DLC is that we're not really seeing anything from episode 7 or even from uh, Rogue One, you know, there's nothing kind of being mentioned about uh, Well, about no, the they they I mean, said, they've, they've they've said
1: they're not going. They said it's all going to be original trilogy stuff. I you know. know. The, the interesting thing is the last piece of DLC the fourth pack that comes in early 2017. Yeah. They haven't said what it's going to be. I'm assuming it's going to be Rogue One related cuz mm-hmm. Rogue One is set right before the, oh, that the could real be cool. Star Wars movies so that could be cool. That fits in the timeline that they've st- stated. But yeah. yeah, they've said they're not going to do episode 7.
0: I mean, I which is a little bit frustrating cuz we're in the uh, era right now of episode 7 and we're getting keyed up for episode 8 and stuff. I would like to see a little bit of that content. Obviously, we're going to get that in Battlefront 2 probably in uh, 2019 or something like that. But uh,
1: I predict Battlefield 2 will be out in time for Episode 8, so think? 2017. Battlefront yeah. T- 2, two years 2018? years yeah. And it'll have the, the sequel movies. It might have some of the fake prequel movies. Um.
0: This is a franchise, though, that they could just dole out DLC for a long time. Unless or
1: you're EA and you might just want to reskin everything and sell it as a brand new game Ooh, for 80 bucks.
0: Ooh, nasty nasty Well, I mean, that's how people are feeling right now though. They're feeling they're feeling sort of bummed out and pissed off about uh, this DLC kind of roadmap and uh, It's gonna be interesting to see when does this drop next month or at the end of the month
1: uh, this month They haven't set a date.
0: Okay, so it's coming out. this Probably month. Probably
1: late late this month. Are the people still things. playing Battlefront? The people, st- I dropped out and I haven't jumped back in. Yeah. Except when they release a new map or a new mode or whatever, and I just go sort of going to try it out. It has, it has, it never got its hooks in me. Right. Because it's not, it's a great looking game, but it's a very, there's a lot good about the game, but it's very superficial. It's very surface level good. Well, Once you start diving into it for a few hours, you kind of lose interest, or at least I did.
0: It's not a, uh, you know, it's not one of those r- level up and earn all of the stuff and. Get into all of the intricacies like like the battlefields and the uh, Call of Duties and stuff like that. It's really not that kind of you know tournament level combat that we're talking here. It is kind of surface. It's kind. It's just this. Yeah. It's Star Wars escapism, and I think for that, that, that's what it works. It should have that's been deeper. It should
1: have been deeper stuff. Well, then um, it then
0: it turns into Battlefield. Then it turns into Star Wars Battlefield. What about that. I don't. I didn't want that. I didn't want it to be a skin of Battlefield. I wanted it to but feel it like an arcadey. Less violent, not M-rated, uh, you know, escape into Star Wars lore, and I think they nailed that. I got the, the more, only thing that they didn't do is they didn't get us up into space, and I yeah, didn't. And that, I, that's pathetic. I, I didn't really care that. that we we didn't get the single player,
1: and it's lame that you can't just get in a sh- run to a ship, get in and fly away. You have to you have to load, and then that's lame. Yeah, um, cheap tricks are the best. Is asking what this is? This is a little thumb drive that I got at Comic Con last year. <laughs> From the good people at DC Comics. Uh, It's uh, uh, Nightwing, Robin. Is it Nightwing? It's Robin. Robin, okay. It's Robin. I I honestly don't know the difference. It's the same character, right?
0: Robin matures and becomes Nightwing. Yes.
1: I'll show it to the camera right now.
0: All right, cool. There it is. We've... um, Seen a few movies. You guys saw the. If you've been on the YouTube page, you saw that we saw Zootopia. I saw Zootopia. You, I saw. Zootopia. You chose. I did not, not to, see Zootopia. You chose not to go see it. I did not see, Z- uh, not, awesome not see. It Zootopia. Awesome movie. It is. Uh, it is. It's an animated movie and definitely kids uh, friendly. But I think it's. Uh, it's a pretty cool, mature—not mature, but sophisticated—kind of uh, animated take on uh, having a police force. Uh, inside of a civilization that's populated by talking animals that dress like human beings um, with Disney charm. And
1: all the characters have big Disney eyes. They do.
0: Everyone looks cute. What Everyone I love
1: looks like they'll make a great action figure.
0: It's really, really cute. And there are action figures already for Disney. Infinity. I was
1: watching some footage for because we mentioned Zootopia in our rundown yesterday and I was cutting it. Yeah. And the little fox character, I thought, oh, he's so cute. It's amazing. Because that's Disney. You had a di- positive thought? Yes, believe oh, it or not. that's amazing. Disney has that down pat, making characters look like you just want to cuddle them.
0: You want to reach into the screen and grab them. I just, them just wanted and to reach
1: them. into that screen and grab that fox and cuddle them. All yeah,
0: time. I know, and uh, the movie's filled with little characters like that. But there's a there's a social message in the thing, and uh, and it kind of interesting, kind of uh, a, a little close to home with oh. the how the cops are kind of. Uh, we, we got a new we got a new uh, person. Uh,
1: Han, Han, Han Yiggs... Han Yigs. CZ. He's from (laughs) the Czech Republic. So, sorry, I don't know how to pronounce your name. I apologize. Hello, welcome. Thank you for coming. Yes. Sorry, you're saying about the police?
0: Yeah, because the the, uh, the Judy Hopps character, the bunny rabbit, the cute little bunny rabbit, wants to be a cop, and the cops have to kind of uh, uh, get in the middle between uh, the predators and the prey, and everybody has to coexist and be peaceful, and people have to believe the police, and it was uh, and there's, there's an
1: obvious social message about racism too cuz yeah. certain animals don't get along with other kinds of animals
0: everybody at the beginning kind of does but things start to kind of break apart and the social kind of uh, infrastructure gets called into question and uh, of course there's a lot of allegory but it was uh, it was a pretty damn cool film. I really enjoyed myself in this movie, and, and uh, I, I think Disney is probably killing it.
1: There's probably a lot of people, idiots on the internet, who are going to call this another
0: social justice warrior movie, mm.
1: but I'm fine with that. I like being called a social justice no, warrior.
0: No, it's it's not like that. It, 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 it's definitely kid-friendly, but it, it's a little deeper than you would imagine it would be. I think Big Hero 6 was kind of like that, too. Did, Big Hero 6, did you see Big Hero 6? Yes, I did. That was a wonderful yeah. movie, too. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, they did a great job. It was pretty good.
1: Speaking of which, Big yeah. Hero 6 is getting a TV series. Yes. Surprise. <laughs> Disney's going to keep making money off of a property that they own. Well, Yay. I just I just
0: read that in the wake of uh, Deadpool, the R-rated, the biggest R-rated movie of all time, right? Did it yep. hit, hit those records?
1: Uh, I don't know if it's beaten The Passion of the Christ yet.
0: OK. Um, and the R-rated uh, How, collector's edition.
1: Stop can we just remark at how awesome it is that the most highest the highest grossing r-rated film of all time is a is a gore fest about jesus
0: that's crazy (laughs) Uh, but deadpool rocked at the box office made fox a ton of money it's one of the biggest x-men movies so far it's excellent if you haven't seen it go see it um and in the wake of that we've heard that zack snyder and and warner brothers I don't know if this has been confirmed, but I, I believe that they have an R-rated. Uh, no, it's
1: been con- uh, the M- it was from the MPAA. Yeah, that's amazing. Website. So the MPAA has actually approved Batman and version.
0: Batman versus Superman will be R-rated in a uh, on Blu-ray. Yeah. On Blu-ray, and is it a specific Blu-ray package, or is that the one uh, that they? They, they haven't said yet. Okay. It's just
1: called Batman versus Superman Ultimate Edition.
0: Ultimate Edition.
1: So it'll be and it will be R-rated.
0: So in the wake of all that, Disney has come out and said we have no plans to make R-rated superheroes. Who Disney said that? Yeah so I mean mean, that makes sense it does kind of make sense right yeah they're gonna stick to what's uh, working for them not too not too big of a surprise there yep
1: Uh, I'm just looking at the gross yeah I don't think Deadpool's beaten uh, the Jesus torture porn movie yet but Mm -hmm. it's probably close all-time R
0: rated he's changing things that Deadpool yeah,
1: it's number three right now. American Sniper is number one, is number two, and it'll probably beat American Sniper before it's done. Right, and it has to, it has to basically gross another hundred million to beat Passion of the Christ and become the number one R-rated film. I know it's not going to
0: do that. Probably won't. That's yeah. crazy. That's awesome. So, so Jesus
1: is still number one. Nobody fucks with the Jesus. Nice. I'm sorry, I know I'm not supposed <laughs> to swear, but I just did. <laughs> It's all right. It's all Whatever. right. Whatever. Oh, you're in a sweary mood. Before we continue, we should probably say it's Thursday today and not Friday. Are we going to make Thursday? Our, yeah, thir- I think idea? we're going
0: to do Thursdays as the, uh, as the podcast day. We started doing the podcast on Thursdays back in the day, and then uh, we moved it to Fridays because it was a good end of the week kind of capper. Uh, but uh, we're not in full TV show production, so it feels like we kind of wait around at the end of the week to do the podcast. Right. And uh, so we're going to shift it over to Thursdays, which so, I think so makes a little bit more short, sense. So long
1: story short, you're watching us on Thursday instead of Friday.
0: Watching us on Thursdays. And we're going to um, start to create a more uh, uh, robust streaming schedule so that people know exactly when you can tune in. So we're going to be streaming more games and more interviews and all that stuff. You saw that we started uh, uh, some movie reviews, some video game reviews, probably uh, on deck pretty soon. Um, and we're thinking of some other cool things that we can do. But uh, obviously... Uh, we have to kind of uh, pace ourselves because yeah, we don't have all the people that we used to have. Yeah, well, yeah. we're working on that. but we're working on it. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, by cold mm-hmm. or by Coid mm-hmm. says was Jessica Jones on Netflix rated R? This mm-hmm. is a good point because mm-hmm. Mar- Daredevil and Jessica Jones they're not they don't have any rating because they're on Netflix, so they don't have to have a rating. But they would definitely be rated R. If they were mov- if you made a movie that violent and that had that much sexuality in it, it would definitely be rated R, if not X. Uh, not X. No way. Uh, there's some scenes in Jessica Jones that the MPAA wouldn't like. Really? Uh, it, kind of, I, I it, 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 it would be a hard R.
0: It would uh, be a hard R. I mean, it's not as gruesome. There's not as bloody. Mm,
1: Daredevil gets. Daredevil as gets
0: bloody. Difficult. Yeah. Daredevil gets pretty bloody. But, I, w- I would say that Daredevil closer for an R for point. the violence.
1: because that, that is produced by Disney. So. Mm. But that's not a movie, so I guess they were just referring to movies. Yeah, they don't want to make R-rated superhero movies? So.
0: It is amazing that now we live in, in a world where television can outdo movies in the sex and violence department, yep. right? Yep. On a regular kind of basis. Well, it's because of cable, right? And those those uh, those Netflix shows are shocking. Anybody? Daredevil, Daredevil is season two is in two weeks. Oh yeah,
1: just so, yeah. That looks great. I can't wait. I can't wait to see that. We get yeah. to, get to it, check I, out Electra. about ratings. If anybody, if you haven't seen the movie, uh, the documentary called "This Film Is Not Yet Rated," you should definitely see it. Is that on it, Netflix? It, it, I think it's on Netflix. Yeah. yeah, it goes into detail about the politics behind the MPAA's rating board. Ratings mm-hmm. board, and it will make you very mad. That
0: yeah. Well, there's a whole bunch of politics around uh, ESRB ratings as well too. Yeah. You know, it's it's a tricky thing, man. I mean, we've seen all of the. Uh, uh, the different international um, sort of policing that goes on with video games when they try to launch into different territories. Germany's just now going to get an un, uh, unedited version of Doom yep. when it comes out in May, which is unbelievable. Well, in
1: Germany, it's kind of understandable. Germany is very sensitive about violence in entertainment because they don't want to make their population be violent for obvious reasons because mm. <laughs> it's Germany. But uh, no, yeah, I, I definitely mo- most countries don't ha- aren't as lax about it as we are, right? Um, so mo- most entertainment you watch, it, that, at that least seems in the because vi- Canada has the same. We get all the same stuff as America. Yeah, the same versions of everything. How do I mean? You America gets the most violent entertainment, but it's the least sexualized. Whereas in Europe, they, you can have more sex, but it has to be less violent. Yeah,
0: but you know, like, how could Germany police that? or censor that with the internet there is no way that if a german citizen wanted to see anything oh yeah no. i mean you can still get your
1: hand but you can't the access to all of you can't sell it in a store you can't sell it on itunes you can't have it on netflix in the country yeah it's not not everybody knows how to get around and circumvent all the
0: and i guess it's not up to us to kind of um you know sort of critique the way different cultures and different Civilization, different societies, kind of look no, at I, this stuff. You know, no, I,
1: I don't think they ought to censor it, but that's just me. Yeah, I can, I'll be judgmental uh, of other people's cultures. Uh, I don't care.
0: <laughs> like Australia has had a lot of issues over the years. They haven't been able to uh, get a ton of games in there. Lots of stuff has been canceled down there. But yeah. it, it does feel like I think it's be, because of digital distribution and the internet kind of being so pervasive with it's this media. It's stupid that they. Even it's changing.
1: They, they should. They just need to stop trying to control what people watch and. Yeah. Especially going forward with the internet, it's silly to still do that. Yeah. But that's just me. Yeah. Uh, what other news happened? That
0: we uh, Twilight uh, Princess comes out tomorrow. Um, I may try to stream a little bit are more you tomorrow. In
1: Twilight Princess, are you Team Edward or Jacob?
0: I am uh, Team uh, mm, Batwing. Team Batwing. Good choice. Yeah. yeah. Team Spock. Team Spock. There you go. Uh, beat the first... I beat the first uh, temple with my daughter we had a blast it's uh, a beautiful game Um, and uh, it really is it's kind of winning me over it's a really cool thing the thought that i had is that my kid is incredibly lucky because she is getting exposed to to her first video games or some of the best games that have been made which is just crazy you know like zelda Wind Waker, we played a little bit together. I played uh, a little Super Nintendo uh, Zelda with her, and now she's going to get a little uh, Zelda uh, Twilight Princess. She's played some Mario Maker. Um, she's checked out some of the Lego games. It's it's amazing, you know. I think mm-hmm. back to the what was the first game you played?
1: The very first game I ever played. Yeah, it would have been uh, either Super Mario One or Two.
0: That's a pretty good
1: start. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty uh, on good. On the start. Super Nintendo, yeah, All or right. on the original Nintendo. Yeah, I had. This uh, is true. My mother had a friend who had a, a Nintendo, like a friend my mother's age, because my mother was only thirty at the she's my my age at the time. Yeah, and she had a friend who was a little bit younger than her who owned a Nintendo and played it, because you know she was only in her twenties, mm-hmm. and that's when adults still played video games. I guess, or mm-hmm. ba- even then, or what I what I mean is back then adults were playing video games just like they are today. Sure. And she went away on a trip somewhere for like a month, so she let us borrow her Nintendo. And this was when I was four years old, and we had she had Mario and um, like the Ducktales it's game. It's Mario, whatever.
0: Mario. I don't care. All
1: right. And, uh, the Ducktales game, uh, <laughs> Duck care. Hunt, and so yeah, I remember being four years old and just playing all these games, and uh, yeah. Good start. That was my that was my start to video video games. I and had my the, uh, grandmother bought me a Super Nintendo for one of my birthdays, and my sister and I would always fight over it.
0: In uh, like ninety two.
1: Uh, when it first came out, so what was that, ninety? Ninety one, I think. So I was born in eighty six. So I was by ninety I was four. Wow. That's my earliest memory. Wow. Um playing Nintendo and then I remember getting the Super Nintendo rate when it came out and then we had Super Mario World and all that. I had
0: so about. much shit. So many shit games to play. That that was the beginning of my video game stuff. Like Super Nintendo? No. I mean I had uh I had pong and 60 versions of pong those were my first games but i still (laughs) i still got into it they had the telstar thing i think coleco made this uh this derivation of pong from the arcades uh and then atari had a pong thing i had those man my mom was uh was totally cool with us bringing video games into the house but i was still infatuated with all that
1: yeah and i remember going to the arcade too the arcades were enough to remember when arcades were still a thing.
0: I miss them. Yeah. I miss still
1: at the occasional one here and there. And it's kind of a novelty, but
0: I miss the neighborhood I remember, arcade. I man. remember when they weren't yeah. a
1: novelty, when they were actually a thing that people still went to on a regular I, basis. I was
0: just thinking about that yesterday. just the idea of um, the entrepreneur back in, in the eighties uh, going, Hey, these video games are pretty cool. Why don't I open up an arcade? I'll yeah. buy a whole bunch of these, video and while game I'm at machines. it, I'm gonna
1: open up one of these uh, video rental stores right next door.
0: <laughs> That's and, their future in that. And they just made a business happen out of nothing, <laughs> out of ether, you know. And they had to rent or buy all of those machines, and and people lined up, and uh, some of these these guys did all right with this thing.
1: Yeah, I mean it was, a and now they're gone. Now, now they're, they're all just like gone. history gone, gone like tears in the rain.
0: But um, record stores are coming back. And classic video game stores are starting...
1: douchebags with record stores.
0: I mean, but they're around. We've got... uh, Not far away from us, we've got a couple just on... on, uh, Yeah, because we live in East
1: Van, hipster (laughs) capital of the world. Um, No, but they're not the thing that they use. It's not like you... I mean, you could buy records record. In the 70s, you could buy a record anywhere. Yeah. You can't buy them anywhere now. It's a, you can it's buy a new, them. At, it's a
0: niche novelty thing. You can buy them at London Drugs, which is a big drugstore here in uh, the you Vancouver You can buy vinyl at London Drugs? Yes, you can. Which London Drugs? Uh, the one up on, on uh, Broadway and Camby. You can walk in and buy records.
1: Are you sure? Yep.
0: I, I mean, at, le- at least a few months ago, Broadway you could. Broadway and Camby. Yeah, there's it's no crazy. There's no London Drugs on Broadway and
1: Camby. Ah, oh, this is boring.
0: Whatever. There is. <laughs> Does, do people have any questions?
1: Discussing Vancouver
0: geography. For yeah, the show. and records.
1: Uh, no, lots of people are pointing out the games they played. Uh, 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 Keystone Capers. That's Cheap Tricks are the best. Uh, first game. Creamy Pixels, Cops and Robbers for the Atari 2600. That's pretty cool. Um,
0: Keystone Capers. the All of the Activision stuff. I think that's... You know the story about Activision, right? You know what happened with Activision.
1: Yeah, there, there's no continuity between the old Activision and yeah. New but you,
0: do you know how Activision started?
1: Uh, refresh my memory.
0: Well, was they were Atari programmers?
1: Oh yeah, and then they all took off. Yeah. Well, and it, it was Steve Jobs and uh, Steve Wozniak were.
0: No, that's they. I think they had already left to go start Apple, but. Uh, uh, there was David Crane and uh, a couple of the other guys. I forget their names right now. I don't have them handy. But they were all. Feeling, I'm gonna consult my memory. Yeah, don't don't search that Google. I'm
1: not searching Google right now. To, uh, they
0: were all feeling uh, incredibly um, unappreciated at Atari, uh, and they were all working their butts off. You know, and, and at, in those days it was two people to a team. Uh, or three oh, wait, I remember now. It was David Crane, yeah. Larry, Kaplan, Larry Kaplan, Alan yeah. Miller, yeah. and Bob Whitehead. And one of the execs at Atari basically said, "You guys are a dime a dozen. You know, threaten to leave all you want. Who cares? We'll just bring them, yeah. we'll we'll bring in somebody else." And that was it. These angry dudes marched out of Atari and said, uh, "F you, stupid executive. We're going to start our <laughs> own. We're going to start our own company." And they did. And I, what was amazing back then was that it became suddenly this culture of. Um, Uh, there was a superstar kind of designer kind of thing that happened. So people knew that David Crane had made Pitfall and Larry Kaplan had made, I think he made Kaboom. And uh, it kind of shook up the creativity of the video game industry in a pretty meaningful way. And then of course, everybody tried to get into the video game space after that because what the other sort of offshoot that happened, Atari had sort of locked in the sort of publishing model for their machine and it was really hard to get an Atari cartridge made unless you were Atari. A company called iMagic, I think, preceded Activision, and they released third-party games on there, but Atari was not appreciative well, Nintendo was company. doing it too, right? Yeah, and Nintendo tried to kind of adopt some of the, the policies and the philosophies of, of uh, Atari in the 80s, and they tried to do some strong arming with uh, the retailers and stuff like that. No,
1: but I mean, there were Nintendo games on Atari. They were licensing. Nintendo
0: was a very small company. They were licensing their properties to everybody. Coleco was actually publishing stuff on the on the Atari back then. Parker Brothers, they, they used to publish Star Wars games on the Atari 2600. Right. But a, a lot of that stuff wouldn't have been possible unless companies like iMagic and then Activision went off and and, uh, and did their rogue, you know, third party cartridge publishing business. But then what happened is everybody tried to get in on that on that action because games were super hot back then and all of this shovelware started getting made and so many companies just put out crap license game, crap license game. Yeah, even back in the early eighties the licensed things were still a big deal. Yep. And, uh, well, it's a brand. Everybody got sick of it.
1: These are big, I mean, there's great people who work for these companies, but there's big, faceless, money caring about people. Mm -hmm. And they don't look at Star Wars or it's licensing, man, or Superman as as a valuable thing that people love. They look at it as a product to be exploited, as a resource to be exploited. The same way you would look at gasoline or oil or uh, water or whatever. Yeah. Uh, It's livestock to them it's how to, it's a tool to make money
0: I think that's a little too general and a little too for, for this
1: for the business suit people it is the, the artists who actually make it care about it
0: but I think though even at the at the licensing level because we know I mean we've interviewed tons of these people and we've talked to them over the years for sure it shows all the time there is an awareness even if they themselves aren't super fans there is an awareness of the uh, the cultural uh, you know, importance and relevance of these properties and that they must be handled with a lot of care. Yeah. They're, they're know, starting to figure out. They don't it out always do it. And they make a lot of you know, crazy mistakes and stuff. And I mean, even our beloved Star Wars, I think, has just gone overboard with all of the, like I, I was eating uh, Star Wars pop chips. Uh, this I love. This I love. But they're, and I guess it's, uh, a- every person can make their own call. But uh, yeah, sometimes it just goes a little bit crazy with the licensing stuff.
1: All this right here.
0: No, this this is art this, this is my this is my uh this my, is a little over the top my bubblehead bobblehead uh, art gallery right here i love it
1: okay uh what That's other news oh the dark tower oh no we, before we leave the negativity sphere yeah we should talk about the price of the htc Vive in canada eight hundred dollars in the u.s people thought was bad yeah people were complaining about that yeah but hold on Guess how much it costs in Canada, Vic. It costs $1,149 plus tax.
0: I reported on it this week. Yes. I reported on it from your script. Yeah. So who's uh, buying
1: that? Not me.
0: It's, uh, well, Mark Zuckerberg just came out and said it's going to take 10 years for um, VR to become mainstream and you look at these prices and you look at these headsets and you look at these promo videos and you look at our B-roll footage when we cut our segments together and it's pretty hard to kind of think that, oh my God, people are just gonna go falling all over themselves to pick up one of these things. I mean, we, we like, have- People
1: wanna walk around
0: being. be like, uh. We have super fans for games watching right now. Who is buying a VR headset in 2016? Okay. Pipe up now, please tell That'll us. Take about
1: thirty seconds for the chat to yeah. catch up to sure. it. Sure, let the chat. But sort I can of tell you emphatically know. that I am not. Yeah. Because first of all, I can't afford it.
0: Yeah. And yeah.
1: <laughs> Second of all, we're probably going to get one here at work. Hope so. And
0: probably not after I'll this video. I'll just be able to
1: play it at work. Yeah. But I mean, even I, if I wasn't, I wouldn't get it just because I can't afford I, I mean, it. I mean, I was
0: looking forward to VR,
1: I, but not at that price. I'm
0: I'm looking forward to experience, experience experiencing it and uh, seeing what uh, you know at home with no sort of handlers around me, kind of guiding me and saying, isn't yeah. that awesome? I'm curious awesome? about it,
1: but that price has to come down.
0: But I also feel like this is a good opportunity for the VR manufacturers to kind of flip the narrative a little bit because, I, you know, I think that the skepticism is a good way to approach it. You know, I feel like feeling like impress me at that price, make this all worth it. Cause we're, we're talking about tethered VR headsets that are going to cost Near a thousand bucks and you gotta buy another fifteen hundred dollar machine. so you're you're into this thing probably three thousand bucks after all the taxes and everything are paid for. That's
1: why I'm still excited to find out about Sony's PlayStation VR because that just works with the PlayStation 4, which I already own. and I'm hoping it'll cost. if it's three hundred or less, I'll get it. But if it's more than three hundred, I'm not gonna pay. I think
0: even at that. 300 bucks, Sony's gonna have trouble. I, yeah, selling that. I I'm do. thinking
1: they might try to undercut themselves. I that's heard what they did with the PS4. They sold it at a loss to build it and get it out the door, and then now they're making a profit. I mean, it.
0: these. Um, uh, what do they What do they call these devices when you attach them to a console?
1: Oh, uh, peripheral.
0: Yeah, peripherals just never. They never do well, man. They,
1: uh, well, no, the Kinect sold well for the 360 when that it was, was
0: launched. Yes, because the hype was huge. The, that is the one great example. The Power yes. Glove was great. It didn't sell. That was, that was a totally cult, <laughs> cult purchase. There has
1: to be a peripheral that sold well.
0: I think Connect is probably the only Connect. one that did, but the, the, uh, the backlash against Kinect for the people that bought it, uh, it will speak volumes in this VR battle as well. And the fact that there is a VR battle is also kind of insane. The fact that people have got to go in the store and choose from all of these different uh, uh, different options is going to be nuts. And all of the guys and all the, the companies that are making VR games right now are publishing the, or you know, developing for all of these platforms. So they have to d- divvy up uh, their resources to kind of figure out how these things will work with each of these different ways to engage people with VR. And I heard from a, um, uh, a local developer that's been working with VR stuff and they said that the PlayStation VR is going to be the most comfortable at least right now in its current iteration and who knows if the uh, the consumer uh, build outs of the of the vibe and, and the Apple, Apple makes
1: one and then Apple will have the nicest looking one you think yeah
0: well, that, that might be this year. That's what the speculation is. And we'll probably get a second rev on Samsung's things. So that would put it at about... Oh, and LG. We just talked about LG's yeah. got a VR thing. So that's... A,
1: and uh, what uh, what's the mic- Microsoft HoloLens? Which is not the same different. thing. That's different, yeah. It's different.
0: I think just in, in with virtual reality, people have like six, maybe seven different oh, options.
1: The Wii Fit board sold well. Thank you, oh, okay. Sly to the Fox. All right, okay. The Wii Fit board sold well. Right. Everything for the Wii sold well. That well, no, no,
0: not everything, but that did, yeah. Yeah, A lot of stuff, yeah. I mean everything, but But that that, I think that speaks more to the fervor and the, uh, uh, you know, just the desire, for the Wii, you know, than anything. The Wii was just a blockbuster. It was a Cabbage Patch thing, you know. It was huge.
1: I could see it being like, the the Vive and the Oculus Rift come out. Everybody wants one because you try it in the store and it's like, oh my God, this is great. But nobody, nobody can afford it. Mm-hmm. And then pl- Sony comes along and says, hey, we've got this. It works with your PS4. And hey, you know what? We're going to update it. It also works with PCs now. Uh, and it's only 300 bucks." I think that would kill, every, the, why, just kill yeah. everything else in that industry. And just that would be number one.
0: They're, they are kind of setting themselves up with that, right? With the yeah. new update to be able to stream off of, P- of PC and yeah. Mac and stuff like that. Oh, this yeah. Idea, we we got to talk about that. Uh, I, idea, I love that. Idea. The idea of PlayStation Everywhere kind of thing, this whole... You know, embodiment of a PlayStation network is very smart. I mean Microsoft's doing the same kind of thing with uh, yeah. Xbox and, and uh, PC integration. Um,
1: I'm really looking forward to this. For those who don't know, the PlayStation 4 is about to get an update that will allow you... Because right now, remote play only works on the Vita. Yeah. It will let you remote play games on a PC or Mac computer. Yeah. So you'll be able to take your laptop and play PlayStation 4 games on it. Right. Which is great for me because... I hate getting up and walking to my TV. <laughs> I would rather just stay in bed um,
0: where it's warm. You know what PlayStation has to fix? I, and I, you know, I can't wait to get all of this stuff and to test all of this stuff out. But the thing that they have to fix, that they can fix, is uh, syncing of your saved game. Because, I, I, you know, I have a couple of eh. PlayStation 4s eh, that we bounce back and yeah, forth. You're, you're the I, one I'm guy. Where I know, you're, because you're, we have nobody, a production. Nobody and,
1: else has five PlayStation 4s.
0: <laughs> I don't have five. I got the Batman one. We and, have one here. And we have the uh, the office there's, one. No, there's
1: two here, I think.
0: No, there's one. There's one right
1: there. And then there's a couple. Or We have in total, like, five.
0: Well, we have within the company yes yeah yeah but uh i want to be able to sync man i mean that's what the xbox does and i love it i love that i, I get somewhere into a game i don't have to go and hunt and download stuff I, I was trying to uh play a little unravel pick up from where i i was uh playing unravel on one of the ps4s that i have this sounds terrible you're right. It's a very rare thing, you but know, I do want that One of my PS4s thing. isn't quite as good as the other one. <laughs> you I know, need to get
1: my my squire to come and fetch me yeah, a new yeah, PS4. It's the
0: business we're in, man. It ends up that we have a couple of them. I know it sounds weird. I might be asking, the only one that wants to sink.
1: What's in that? Is it water or you got some else? Straight vodka. Straight vodka.
0: Yeah, vodka it's drink. great. Yeah. Um, it's Friday, right?
1: I want to talk about the Dark Tower movie, if that's okay.
0: Okay, well, hold on. I, I want to go stay on VR for one second okay. here because you're right. If if these things are bundled close together in a retail establishment, and they kind of have to be, I think people want to try. Yeah, this they'll thing. have
1: the VR shelf, right? For like, all the retail establishments that still exist, there's not very many left.
0: I anymore. mean, there's going to be the the early adopters who were just who already bought it. They already pre-ordered. They went to the websites and went mine, mine, mine. You know, whatever they went and did that. But I think if they're going to sell these things to real regular people that yeah. that are busy and have, you know, limited and, and income, make
1: the, the normal amount of money, yeah, don't have twelve hundred dollars plus tax to throw away mm-hmm. on a
0: toy. Yeah. <laughs> Th- who don't live in C- in San Francisco. You know that
1: cost that's 3 times 4 times more than my first car. Yeah, I know. My it's first car cost $300. <laughs> it's and incredible. This, so I would I could buy 4 <laughs> of my first cars for the price of the HSC. Well, now drive. you
0: could program a simulation to drive your f- yeah. your first car and again, they have a game again inside called job. your job.
1: They have a game called Job Simulator. Right. Like that is a big FU to the fans. Yeah. Uh, and just to anybody because yeah. like you're going to have to get a second job to pay for this thing. Like why would you why would you simulate a job? When it, I would rather, if, if I'm going to flip That's burgers. That's the vibe, right? Not, yeah, in the vibe. Yeah. I'm not going to flip burger, burgers virtually. I'll do it in real life, and then I can eat a burger for real.
0: Well, let's say this is a hypothesis, all right? Somebody walks into a major electronics retailer. They have VR as the big hot thing for the holidays. They have the Oculus priced at uh, 600 bucks. 800 No, $600. Yeah, 600 600 And then they have the Vive with its... You know, I think a big part of the reason why Vive is more expensive—it has all the room motion detector yeah. things, right? So which it, is
1: one reason why it won't. It's it's going to be in the niche. I I predict the Vive will be the niche thing that PC gamers who have five monitors set up, they'll have the Vive, but okay. normal. Okay, well won't. let's it's say no, they're no, side no one wants by side. to put sensors around there. That's eight
0: hundred bucks. I I I mean I I have more thoughts on this too. Then they have the PlayStation Four, the whole console, which will probably come down in price. I would imagine to two ninety nine probably by the end of the year. And if this Bundled thing... Bundled with the thing? And if the thing... No, with 299 for the base console. Yeah. And then if the uh, VR is another 299 I think you're right. Yeah. I think they will probably try to get it in there for, yep. for the lowest price they can. And they're going to say... And it's 600 bucks, and you get the machine and everything, you just yep. got to plug it into your TV. Yep. That's going to sell like crazy. PlayStation
1: yeah. VR is going to be the king if of this. If people want it. If Sony sells it for a reasonable price.
0: And if it's more comfortable too, that's going to be the thing too. And it looks nicer. It the does look nice. Yeah, it, it does You look still slick. look like, uh, yeah.
1: when you have it on, but just to look at the thing, yeah. the, the the Oculus Rift is ugly.
0: I mean, that's ugly. Well, and you know, that's a major thing. You know, I, I've obviously been uh, talking about how I wouldn't wear this thing at E3 and stuff like that, and screw up my hair, and then try to go out and be on. Television. All of our
1: footage of Jose and Marissa trying it, they're like,
0: yeah. Also, that I didn't want B-roll of that too much, uh, although I know that's coming this year, and I can't wait for that. Uh, but, um. um you know all of that stuff aside just the fact that it has to be comfortable it has to be a product that fits on your head and feels good for an extended period of time is incredibly important and if sony gets that above the other guys at a lower price point mm-hmm. they're going to walk away with win. it but if Apple enters this game and, and says, the, and, all these guys have just, been doing all of this just stuff. Just
1: in time for the holiday season, yeah. they're going to release Ghostbusters on the VR <laughs> this Christmas, and that's going <laughs> to make it Directed by Paul Feig? Yeah. Yes? The new Ghostbusters, yeah. Yes, right. The virtual reality version. Uh, okay. Of
0: well, and then if, if Apple comes in, because here's my big thought about this, and I think I've talked about this on the podcast before, <laughs> the tethering is the biggest issue with VR, I think. You know, like, I think it's okay that we have to wear these crazy headsets to kind of get that, that sense around escapism. I understand that. But the idea that we also have to have a wire connected to something just seems. Is it seems
1: physically wired, though? I thought it was of them just are. over wire. Is it? Yeah, every, sure.
0: Every one of them has to have some kind of cabling. You can check it I thought on it was that. over Bluetooth. Which one? The, the Play, all of them. PlayStation? Yeah. I'll be surprised if it's that all That
1: sucks, because uh, my bedroom is so far away from where my PS4 is. I, I just want to lay in bed and not move. I, th-
0: I think we have to be tethered. I, th- uh, I think that all of them have a tether thing. We just have to get a really long cable. But the uh, the Samsung VR doesn't right now. You just have to slap in one of their phones. And if Apple does it with a, a more advanced iPhone, yeah, I think that's kind of good gonna enough. It's going to be
1: way overpriced. But for a first And the FBI won't be able to hack into it.
0: <laughs> but for a first kick at VR, which everybody knows, right? Like, even as good as Oculus is going to be and Vive is going to be. And trust me, you know, I know that I will probably say totally different things once I have these things and I'm playing all the games. And, you know, I'm, I'm flying a plane or flying a jet or a, a spaceship in EVE Valkyrie. I'll probably be uh, the biggest evangelist for VR uh and won't want to go that way but we all know this is first gen vr yeah and it's just going to get better and better and, and the, better. D- the
1: devices themselves are going to get better and the, and the devices
0: are going to get, get better so to me the logical thing is a cableless, okay 3d rendering device that can give us a sense of being in in uh in virtual space yeah. plus the movies and the and the concerts yeah, and all the other stuff all I, that shit can be handled just as well off of something like this yeah this is another
1: to- thing I'm excited about for VR it's not just the games you can watch a movie yeah and it can make a, the biggest theater you've ever seen in your life the biggest most beautiful perfectly uh, calibrated IMAX theater you've ever been in, yeah. and you're sitting in it, and it's empty. Yeah. And there's no one else talking around you, there's no dickhead <laughs> next to you, eating potato Melissa chips Melissa McCarthy's really not in the picture. You don't have to watch five, five hours of ads for Melissa McCarthy's new movie. Okay, all right. No snowman.
0: No snowman. Cineplex.
1: Cineplex snowman. That's oh. another thing. And if your sister, who lives in England, has mm. a, the same VR headset, you can make it like she's sitting next to you, and you're sitting next to her. You're watching yeah. the same movie,
0: and your wife, who doesn't have a VR headset but lives with you, is sitting will, there going, getting like looking at her husband. Yeah. Uh. Exactly, taking selfie pictures, taking Facebook pictures, and putting her her uh, pictures up on uh, dating websites. And that's right, right? Because uh, uh, at what's happened right. to my husband. And then
1: on that on yeah. that IMAX screen, yeah, you can watch porn.
0: There, that's true. <laughs> it's true. You could have boobs everywhere. Um, boobs in every direction. Boobies over there, boobies over there, boobies down there, everywhere. Uh,
1: yeah, can we talk about the Dark Tower movie real quick? Sure. Uh, I haven't read the books, but I want to. I have read them. Did, did anybody
0: say uh, they're going to buy it? Yeah,
1: people are basically like us. They're cautiously skeptical. And
0: Is anyone buying one? Anyone. Bueller. I don't, no one said buying one. Bueller. Okay, if you watch this on our YouTube channel. If you're our, buying one, our if, YouTube you, channel. if you're
1: rich enough to buy one of these things, Please sponsor our call, show. Call us. Call, call call, and yeah, get...
0: call it. Call us at this number right below here. No, but if if you
1: if you're buying one, just send me we, a private message on Twitch. I'll, I'll get back to you. We
0: want to know uh, that you are and why you're doing it and why it has to be this year and what what's got you excited. Um, so even if you watch this later, you're not in our chat right now. Yeah, every, let everyone know. is
1: saying, "Oh, Akamaru said yes because he's trolling us," but everyone else said no.
0: Yeah. Well, Akramaru, if you're buying one, he's and nice. you're in the he's chat, trolling. Trolling. you gotta buy one for everybody in the chat, no right? You gotta share amongst everybody, <laughs> so get that credit card out, buddy.
1: Okay, so Dark Tower okay. movie. Today, or this week, they announced that they're finally making the Dark Tower movie. With, you you uh, have not read the books. Uh-huh. With, with uh, uh-huh. Matthew McConaughey. Alright, right, all right, alright, alright. And uh, uh-huh. Idris Elba. Now, the Dark Tower we books are
0: cancelling books. the apocalypse! You just keep naming actors and I'll try to do lines for them. Okay. uh, Okay. um, No, I'm not. I'm not. (laughs) 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 Uh, Peter Laurie. Um,
1: (laughs) The Dark Tower movie, the Dark Tower, for those of you who don't know, is a series of novels by Stephen King. Right. Um, They're completely unfilmable. Uh, What are novels?
0: No, it's a book. All
1: right. There's also a Marvel comic series, basically. Okay, I might be able to read those. You could understand those. Okay. Um, No, these books, okay, for starters, they're more than 4,000 pages long. For comparison, Lord of the Rings is about a 1,000 pages long, all three books. Wow. So this is four times longer than Lord of the Rings. Right. It combines science fiction, horror, drama, How western, m- fantasy, sorcery. How many books? Uh, history. Uh, seven main books. And there's... The problem is... The, the story with the Dark Tower is... The, it's, the idea is the Dark Tower is this thing that unites all these different universes, these mm-hmm. parallel universes. Mm-hmm. So it encompasses not just every Stephen King book. Yeah because there's characters that cross over from like The Stand and Insomnia. Are you and kidding? Lo- yeah, every oh, wow. Stephen, the, the idea is every Stephen King book takes place in one of these different universes.
0: And, oh, holy but God. it
1: also encompasses every other universe. So ours plus like Star Wars and Harry Potter, they, they talk about Star Wars and they go into the Star Wars universe and one of the bad guys has a lightsaber, it's it's really fucked up. It gets really complicated. It, the books are great, they're, sorry I hit the mic. No. The books are great, but they're completely unfilmable.
0: Because of all of that.
1: Because of how crazy they get. Okay, I
0: will counter with the fact that uh, The Flash, in its current second season, is already bouncing back and forth between parallel dimensions and Earth 2. That's a TV show, though. And it has a load of different characters in there. But the tone tone
1: is probably the same between each universe, right? It probably has a consistent tone, right? Mm, And that's a TV show, so you have more freedom to change from episode to episode. We're talking about one movie. In the
0: comics, though, DC is renowned for having... Multiple universes with lots oh, of yeah. different. Oh yeah,
1: no, it, it works in the books. Yeah. It's great in the books. Yeah, but it's never going to work as a movie. That's my prediction. I, I just wanted to get that out there for all you people who read. Oh, Interstellar is going to be in this cool movie. That it sounds. Int- it's about I mean, a cowboy the, in the future or whatever. The Russo
0: brothers are going to put in. It's 68 not. Don't superheroes. the
1: Kool Aid. If you haven't read the Dark Tower books, take my word for it. It will never work as a movie. The yeah. movie is going to be terrible. What, or, how, or they're going to they, change they it. They would sliver it, man. Yeah. They would or, take one chunk of it. Or they're going to cut, gut everything and just make it completely different at which point well, it's, nar- would, it's not going to be the Dark Tower anymore, so what's the point? How would you do it? I
0: wouldn't. I wouldn't, mean, I mean, I wouldn't
1: touch that. with If I was a filmmaker, I would say I'm not touching that. I with mean, the wouldn't,
0: wouldn't you just create the connection to the... You would stay with your core through-line story. I mean, there's, there's a, a collection of heroes that we're following through the whole story, right?
1: Yeah, but one of them's a talking dog and the other is a... Kid that throws plates at Have people. Have you seen what's in movies? One theaters of them is a, le- a legless crazy. Uh, black lady from the 50s. We had a, t- whose we had a tree was and a raccoon and as the other our heroes a in, a,
0: in a huge movie last year. But that's
1: a silly comic book movie. This is something with a serious tone. And again, it, it's, it, this if is you haven't read the, books, book, you read the books, you should read the books. really will. Yeah,
0: I will. I'm going to carve out five years of my five life and read, and read the books. <laughs> It will never
1: work. I was, when we were cutting our rundown story about it, yeah. I was just looking, because all the books are illustrated. I was looking, I was pulling illustrations to show his footage, Yeah. and I'm just like, I forgot Dude, how weird these books are. Well, it's
0: never going to work. Clearly, man, like they're looking at the success of Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, all the Marvel movies, the DC stuff, and they're but saying...
1: But it's it's Harry Potter and Star Wars and Apocalypse Now and the good, the bad, and the ugly, oh, that's, that's plus the, all the other fucked up shit that Stephen King has come up the, with that doesn't fit into that's anything. That's the pre- Avengers.
0: That's the Avengers. No, it's have, the Avengers plus all those other things. We have a Norse god who lives in a different, a totally different realm who fights in other and realms coming The Avengers, coming to Earth, the Avengers Earth isn't just one movie. It has girlfriend.
1: all these other movies that set it up. You're talking about one. They're trying to squeeze this into one movie. It's okay, going to be a I, I agree. It's going to so be a disaster.
0: Maybe they, uh, they do the inverse of the Avengers.
1: They could do a shared universe thing with Stephen yeah. King's stuff, but yeah. I don't see that working. His The problem with Stephen King is his books never work as movies for me because mm. they... I liked... Um, the Shining uh, is a terrible film. Before no, I'm, before I'm not... Before you say The Shining is No, I didn't one. like The Shining.
0: Those I, of us who... I, I liked uh, the, the Christopher Walken one, the... Um, oh, um... The the, Dead, Dead Zone. Dead Zone. I thought I, that movie was fantastic. I've
1: not seen the movie. I've read the book. I've read all of Stephen King's books. And I on the show was pretty good, too. I'm a big show, Stephen King fan, but... Yeah, any most Stephen King fans do not like the movies based on his books yes yeah. because they don't if you're a fan of his books and you know what makes them good it it doesn't translate to film what's the best one so, well so much about about his books is getting in their head the heads of the characters right. their interior monologue and because mm-hmm. it's from it's from their point of view right was the uh, you can't translate that in a movie
0: was the James Caan and
1: uh, oh yeah that's a good example right there. Everybody likes Misery. Misery, yeah. That was that's a, good it's one. a decent movie. Yeah. But if you read the book, mm-hmm. the book is, I know this is a cliche, the book is a thousand times better, and it really is. If you made right. a movie if you made a movie based on the book that was as good a movie as the book is as good a book, it would be one of the best movies ever made. Right. But the movie is just an okay movie.
0: That exists. I can't think of off the top <clears throat> of, off the top of my head the movie that I've also read the book to, Marathon Man. Yeah, that's the, a great the movie. A great the movie. movie is incredible. That's not Lawrence by Stephen Olivia. King, though. <laughs> no. William <laughs> Goldman, I believe, uh, but the novel is is equally incredible, and you should in, you should try to enjoy both. Is of those it safe? Movies. Is it safe? Is it? Is it safe? It's very safe.
1: Is it safe? is it safe for work they yeah. made that movie now it'd have to be is it safe for work yeah <laughs> um, who directed my, that my memory is telling me that yes it is William Goldman yeah Is directed by John Schlesinger okay in 1976 yeah produced yeah. by Amazing Robert movie. produced by Robert Evans and I don't even need to click on I know Robert Evans also produced The Godfather yeah
0: he's incredible uh, any questions uh, you can read them oh people are pointing out it.
1: all the shitty Stephen King adaptations yeah. yeah you know what the Shawshank Redemption is the one that was good movie that's better than the book mm. because the book was never that good to begin with and um, Frank Darabont made the book into a better screenplay than it was a book and then it was a good movie um, and he's
0: still battling with AMC over the The Walking Dead yeah can you believe it yeah it's unbelievable yeah people
1: are uh, I haven't seen any questions that stood out that I needed to address I sort of I sort of caught all the big ones as we're going what okay. are uh, what other stuff do we not
0: talk about oh we haven't talked about Iron Fist Oh uh, yeah, we could yeah.
1: have mentioned that with the Ghostbusters thing. But yeah, yeah.
0: Um, I, I I think the show will be good. Netflix hasn't let us down with this stuff. You know, sorry, I like their sorry. casting. with Nolan Luke Cage.
1: FSC Maximum Overdrive was a, an original screenplay that Stephen King wrote. Oh, that's cool. So that doesn't count. Man, you that are doesn't a, count as an adult. You are a
0: Stephen King fanboy. You. Love I've read all. all I've read almost every single one of his books. That's amazing. He writes one like every week. <laughs>
1: They're this <laughs> thing too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he he writes about as many uh, books as we stream video games yeah. around here now. Which yeah, is totally. a, it's amazing. Uh, but Iron Fist is Iron now Fist. A, a white guy.
1: Well, he's a white guy in the comics.
0: Yeah, he's a white guy from but Game of Thrones. They cast him as a white guy. And there was a movement out there sort of expressing a little bit of, uh, um, uh, you know, hopefulness that Marvel would find its way to... Uh, Diversify its casting a little bit, yeah. Because there's so many white heroes. I, in yeah, the, in I, I agree collection. with that
1: because I'm tired of every time I turn on the TV, it's like I'm looking in a mirror because I'm a white male, right? And I all I see is white males. It's crazy. I see these really good-looking white males, and it's like it's there like it looking there's at me. me. It's me. Yes. Um, all these dashing leading men—they just right. remind me of me. Yeah. But um, yeah, I kind of hope they would ha- cast an Asian, uh, and,
0: an Asian. And American two of the actor. whitest dudes on the internet right now <coughs> talking about this. <laughs> Down with the whiteies. Um, no, but it, it, it's, no, it doesn't it,
1: mean you have less white people. It's just more of everybody else as well.
0: I mean, there's plenty of white. I mean, there's already how many white superheroes in the Marvel MCU? It's right? crazy. It's just wrong. I mean, it just it's like all of the stuff that happened with Hollywood, so with the uh, Oscars and stuff like that yeah. too. You know. No, I was,
1: I actually had to block someone on Twitter already for this because I, I got in a big fight about this and I was called a social justice warrior and blah 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 because right. I, you know because, because I I, I must think, hate white people because you think that Danny other,
0: Rand should have been. Uh, an yeah. Asian guy. Yeah, because obviously yeah. I
1: hate white people because I, I want there to not just be white people but everybody else in movies as well, which means I'm, I obviously hate white people. I mean, people. it's an appropriated um, character
0: to begin with. This was a reaction <laughs> yeah, to it would Bruce make Lee sense movies for, and yeah, all of the it would uh, make sense martial for, arts movies being successful in the It makes sense for, an, for
1: a martial arts guy to be Asian. Now, I was having a conversation with... That, uh, which is
0: also stereotypical, let's be clear. Like, yeah, that's a, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. That's low-hanging fruit, for sure. It's, ob-
1: it's a pretty obvious thing. Now, I was having a conversation with... Uh, uh, my friend GBA95Sonic on Twitter. Yep. And he was saying how, he's he was a fan of the uh, Iron Fist comics,
0: and he yep. was saying how... I love the character. I think he's awesome.
1: Part of the characterization of it is that he's a white guy in an Asian world, and he's kind of a fish out of, out of water. Right. Now... He's playing that... Uh, and it raises an interesting question, because...
0: It's kind of like Johnny if, Cage.
1: If the white... Like, I don't mind if characters change gender. If... It's not an essential part of their character. Yeah. So, for example, we were just talking about the Dark Tower. Idris Elba's playing the main character, who in the book is a white guy, but now he's going to be black. The fact that he was white was never really an important part
0: okay. of his character. So you, you want can change to, the gender. You want me to solve this, this Iron Fist bullshit? Yeah, okay, I gotta solve it right here. You, ca- you cast Jean-Claude Van Damme as <laughs> Danny Rand, a kick-ass street-fighting dude from the 70s. He has an Asian wife, and they have a mixed-race son, Danny Rand Jr., and Whatever. he becomes Iron sure, Fist. Sure, fine, why not? Right? Yeah. Salt. And then you, you get uh, Or you just
1: make him Asian-American, and nobody draws attention to the fact that he's Asian. Nobody talks about matter. his race at all.
0: Exactly. Right. That would be great. Uh, but you mix it up a little bit, and you and you sort of spread it out a little bit more, and you make it more interesting on camera. You know, yeah. It's good that we're getting— you know, yes, Jessica If you're Jones. gonna have a
1: white guy do it, then it has to be a Kane from Kung Fu thing where it's like the fact that he's white is kind of a thing. Yeah. Like or I guess he was always kind of mixed race in Kung Fu, wasn't he? Uh, what's was, his name? That was all weird too. Yeah,
0: whatever. Yeah. Uh, there's
1: a bad analogy. Different different world, but no, but different time. When I was discussing this with my friend on Twitter, it, it made me realize that in talking about like you, you can change the, je- the ethnicity of, the, of white characters if their ethnicity doesn't matter. If it's an essential part of their character, then you shouldn't. Mm-hmm. And it made me realize most white characters, their ethnicity is not an essential part of their characters. Yeah. But with most black characters and Asian characters and fema- even female Bang. characters, yes. it is an essential part, which Absolutely. means that, for example, Lu- um, what's his name? Uh, Luke Cage. Luke Cage yeah. The fact that he's black, it's like he's the black superhero. Whereas nobody thinks of Iron Man as the white superhero, right? And it made me realize, like, that's that's pretty lame of of people that
0: well, I think that the the other huge mistake they misstep.
1: think that if you have an Asian character, you have to make the fact that they're Asian a big part of their like they can't just be Asian and never and it doesn't matter. You know I, what I mean?
0: And, and you know, I, we're probably <laughs> getting some good comments on this stuff right now, but I think the the uh, the obvious confrontation to that is that these are these characters have been in media for a long time and we should cast to the type and we should cast to uh, the way that these these characters have been portrayed and stuff uh, before. Um, and I, I get that, but it's not a reflection of a, 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 a world that sort of has any semblance of reality. And that's what all of these, these movies and TV shows are aching to do, is to try to get us to forget that we uh, are watching fantasy and to fall in line and to believe all of this stuff. And the more and more that this kind of white sort of protagonist myth is, is perpetrated, the more implausible all of this shit just looks. You know, This is not the reality that we live in. We are surrounded by different uh, you know, colors around us and we should see that portrayed in our, in our uh, fiction. Mo- movies and- should look like the people who watch them. Absolutely, and it, it's a it's a shame that producers and directors and artists like I read that the Miles Davis movie that Don Cheadle produced and made
1: this is Don, Miles Davis. When's that coming out? That's
0: coming out very soon, and it looks amazing. He, and he's the lead, but he couldn't get it funded without um, casting some white guys in the thing. He couldn't so get so it lame. finished and get it done. So and yeah, it's, every uh, every
1: movie about a black. Character, whether it's a famous person or not, has to have the white savior in it. Yeah, which I really hate. Oh yeah, that's one of the reasons why I liked Selma. Oh, the fact that
0: it, Sylvester Stallone got got the uh, the, the nomination in Creed yeah. is just
1: well, that's that's because the Oscars are run by uh it's white brutal. guys, which speaks but to which speaks to the bigger problem here. You don't just need to put different c- kinds of people in the movies. You have to ma- address the fact that. Most of the people making the movies are white guys as well. White men, and again, yeah. I'm not hating on white people. Okay, no, no. Uh, obviously, I uh, yeah, I really hate white males. Like the, no. no, it's not. It's not that you need to have fewer white males making movies. It's keep all the white males, but bring in all these other well, people it's too. It's not a
0: goddamn competition. It's about getting better yeah, stuff. Exactly. It's exactly. about getting yeah. more interesting stories and more interesting characters and and more fun things to watch. And uh, it, what no, blows fun me things away.
1: not like gods of Egypt, white. Uh, Crow Crow, Forever just pointed out yeah. the Whites of Egypt movie. That the Whites of
0: Egypt, yeah. <laughs> what was the one that uh, Christian Bale was in last year? Oh, too? F-
1: God. I tried so to bad. watch that on the plane. That was, that was that the was biblical one. was so bad. One. Oh, my God. Uh, Raiders not, of the Lost Ark movie, uh, Moses.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah, not Raiders, but... Uh, well, the, the Lost Ark was in it. Um, uh, Exodus, it was called. Oh, Exodus. Oh, brutal. Exodus, Gods and yes. Kings. And that's... Uh, <laughs> Who's the director? James That's R- the Alien Ridley Scott. R- Ridley yeah. Scott directed the damn thing. Unbelievable. <laughs> uh, no, that movie no, was they, pathetic. Marvel had this this huge opportunity to change things around with this new Spider Man that they've got coming out. They've already created the character. They've yeah, why didn't they have those Miles black, Morales is awesome. What's
1: the name of that black Spider Man in the comics? It was
0: Miles Morales. He's a mixed race yeah. Spider Man. He's fantastic. Why have Great him? character. He, yeah, it would have hell? been awesome, and it wouldn't have been a, another slap in the face for, to Andrew Garfield, who did a pretty commendable job as as Peter Parker. He was alright and Tobey Maguire was pretty good as Peter Parker. Now we gotta see this new white kid be Peter Parker again and that just it boggles the mind man. Yeah. They could've really Especially so close after the the last movie. Yeah. Because
1: that would've been a perfect way to distinguish them. Yeah, that's right.
0: They could've even sort of framed it that that, that <coughs> Peter Parker Spider-Man had, has retired or something like that. No, you know? they
1: had to scrap that shit. Whatever. But they need to pretend that those never happened. But they had a That real was probably one of Disney's uh, conditions was... So and we're not touching those movies.
0: So yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, but I am psyched for what they're gonna do with Iron Fist, especially if it fits into the canon. You know, hopefully Daredevil season two is as good as the first move, the first season. I'm I, sure it will be. I'm I li- could I'm, I'm, I'm really looking that.
1: forward to. It. I recently started rewatching Daredevil just to get prepared for the second season. There was a lot of
0: content in that. Yeah, uh, those it was, was ten episodes. It's thirteen. Um, yeah, thirteen, and they were packed. Yeah. You know, he was. Can kick an ass. Although I do episode.
1: like Jessica Jones better as a character. Yeah. After having seen it. Just because I relate more to her because she's an asshole and so am I.
0: Right. <laughs> you liked her quips.
1: I like the fact that she doesn't care about anything and neither do I. Yeah.
0: She's as um, She's very emo. Yeah. She's as do you, when, whatever When as you I leave I here do you put black eyeliner on? And yes. I, well, and I'm, I'm wearing it right now. Are it's you? Just, okay. Just that's just good. Very light. That's, very, that's really
1: good. Uh, what other stuff did we not talk about? You gotta go pick your kid up don't you?
0: Pretty soon. Okay. How yeah. much longer we got? um let's take a couple questions. you guys got any questions for us anything that uh, you want to know about any of the uh, uh, we've seen London has fallen there's going to be a review Oh God very soon can we talk
1: about that for a minute
0: <laughs> we, London has fallen is
1: the worst movie I've seen in a very long
0: time. Oh come on
1: it's worse than Zoolander too.
0: Oh man all right well my review uh, will be going live on uh, our YouTube channel very soon so you'll be able to see that. Um, I don't want to spoil what I'm saying in the review. Um, Just uh, questions should be rolling in any
1: second now because because of, of the
0: delay. Okay. Uh, uh, Ghostbusters trailer, Battlefront <coughs> DLC, uh, Uncharted Four delayed again. Oh yeah, it's only a couple weeks. Yeah, it's only two weeks. Whatever. Yeah, that's and it's, we'll still they, get it early, so we're fine. It, <laughs> nice. To play on one of our 55 PlayStation so 4s. I, or, yeah.
1: well, is, does Sony know that we need five copies for our five PlayStation 4s? Uh,
0: it, and it's delayed so that they can make more copies of the game, which is incredible. It's like uh, yeah. confidence much. But or you could be. just
1: start making it download, man. Because that's how stuff should be. Now, but I guess it already is downloaded, but more people need to
0: buy it downloadable. Ah i like i like when they're big games like that i like having the physical copy man yeah that's true that's i like true. seeing that damn thing yeah i mean it, we're we're uh, not gonna have too many years left of uh being able to purchase physical copies of anything you know so it kind of feels like a neat novelty right hey,
1: now. hey barcode teacup screw you too man Sc- he said screw you blake i don't know why okay Whatever. oh because he likes daredevil better than jessica jones ah. um Uh, Tim Mahan Hi Tim uh, uh, Sorry, I'm terrible with names Hi Vagabond uh, Knights Hey Swan Gore He says, Vic,
0: which Fire Emblem should I pick up? Um, It depends That's a great question It, it, It depends how much Fire Emblem you've played I'm playing the Birthright game And I love it I freaking love it And I try to play every break I get I pack that 3DS around with me everywhere right now I've got Conquest queued up, but I want to get uh, to the end of the story, at least in Birthright, and I'm getting there. Um, but Birthright is very similar to previous Fire Emblem games. You you know, you know, meet the characters, you fall in love with them, you lose them because you do stupid things, you hate it. But Conquest, uh, I know is gonna be a little bit more of a challenge and a little bit darker, and so I am super psyched to jump th- into that. So if you are a vet with Fire Emblem, start with conquest but you're probably they did they did an amazing job you know they've got three games right they've got the two core ones and then they've got the third downloadable one and there's all this extra DLC and you think oh my god Nintendo's just in on this huge money grab thing and it does feel a little bit like okay they're trying to get us in every different angle but you can't really refute the quality it's incredible the cutscenes are awesome the gameplay is awesome you feel like, you carry the missions with you after you beat them, you know? And if you lost a character, you think in your head how you could have replayed that stuff. Wonderful, wonderful game.
1: A couple of people have asked us about the Nintendo Direct that happened about a couple hours ago. I didn't watch it. Did you watch it? I was sort of paying attention to it in yeah. the background. It's just a couple new 3DS uh, and Wii U games announced. Nothing new about the NX.
0: Not Well, they, yeah, they said that there wasn't going to be NX. or. I love uh,
1: Nintendo, uh, but it's hard for me to get excited about new 3DS and Wii U games right now. Because I know the NX is coming at the end of the year or early next year. So I know at E3 they're going to announce it, right? I mean, that's the, I mean, I don't know that, but that's what I'm assuming. So it, it's really hard for me. It's like at the last year of the PS3, I didn't play a lot of the games that came out because it's hard for me to get excited about right. something when I know that the new system's that out. That is seeing.
0: always the challenge when we're on these uh, transition years, right? At the, uh, the end of the console lifecycle software, usually dips a little bit and um, there's a persistent kind of sell that happens with the machines usually right because these things usually bottom out on pricing so that the wii u will probably go down to close to 100 bucks i think probably if not mm. not by the end of the year by the end of next year probably so yeah. you'll be able to get it fairly cheap uh but the yeah that people start to kind of save their pennies and think about what they're going to buy in well, the future
1: no pennies anymore but- no pennies okay. save their nickels all those pennies you have in your attic you're gonna have to get rid of those pretty soon all right sounds good take those to the bank
0: any other questions
1: Uh let's see oh people are asking about uh, doom alternate covers I uh, haven't seen them you can vote for alternate covers for doom okay go for it all right uh, yeah <laughs> um, I don't care about video game covers <laughs>
0: No Man's Sky. It,
1: I look at it for five seconds, and then I put it on my shelf.
0: Swangor is asking about No Man's Sky, and we're uh, starting to get uh, notes about or, or news about the uh, collector's edition. It's it's a reality. June 21, right? It comes out. Um, I know that. Uh, you know what? I'm going to end this podcast with the start of the discussion for the next podcast. And what's that? something to think about, everybody? Is this going to be our last E3? <sighs> It
1: not our lot. Li- you mean in general?
0: The last E3 <laughs> that is ever going to happen, and not that. that uh, I honestly thought.
1: I honestly don't think most people care. No, I really don't. I think we care because we live in the bubble of
0: game journalism. Well, people well, most people don't know what E3 most is. Most people don't even know. What unless E3 you're is. into games, you don't know. But even most if you're into games, most of these people that are watching this E3 podcast, to
1: these people is to to real people that are watching, not fake people like us. No. E3 is a thing that you put on in the background. Uh, the press conference happens in the background when you're at work.
0: Well, you tell me that. I want to know.
1: E3 for us is like our lives for two months. Well, you
0: you you tell me that though. In the comments, how important is E3? P- people are how- asking why it might be the last and one. Ha- and how explain. sad. Okay. Well, Activision has dropped out. EA has dropped out. There's a general sense of... Nintendo uh, dropped out years ago. Nintendo's out. There's a general... Well, Nintendo has a booth, but they don't have yeah, the big press yeah, conference. Yeah, they didn't have the big press And conference. so Sony, Xbox, and Nintendo, as far as we know, as of today, still confirmed for this. But EA and Activision both not having a booth presence at the show is a big deal. It's a big deal to the uh, organizers. It's a big the deal the, a big They deal. don't
1: give a shit about booths watching at home because they don't see the booths on TV. It
0: all comes down to there being a meeting place... For all of these game companies to work and play together in the same space at the same time and what is slowly starting to happen is everybody's trying to silo out and build their own events like uh, the Call of Duty Expo and, and uh, right. I think Battlefield's got an expo coming as well um, so this could very well be the last E3 uh, which is kind of scary and weird and I want to know what your thoughts are on that and some people
1: are saying they look they look forward to it
0: to E3? Yeah. yeah. But yeah. they look forward to the
1: press conferences, not the booths.
0: Well, let us know what you enjoy about E3 and what it would mean, or dislike about E3, and what it would mean for it to, uh, poof, disappear. And also, what E3 should evolve into so that it doesn't disappear, so that it changes to kind of adapt to the times. And obviously, the, 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 uh, the thing that everybody kind of sort of compares it to is Tokyo Game Show or uh, Gamescom in Europe. Um, or packs even but uh, yeah I want to hear what your thoughts are on all this it's kind of a crazy thing for me because you know we started with the first e3
1: send your comments to p.o box 528 (laughs) in Duluth Minnesota just
0: comment underneath this video (laughs) Uh, oh you can do that now yeah it's amazing technology is incredible I think that's good right we talked for I don't don't got in a better mood I'm always in a good mood. What are you yeah, talking about? Yeah, no, it was good. We we moved off of Ghostbusters and these started. Hey, I'm to gonna start give start my. What well, do you want to me to do? Die? <laughs> no, no. I want you to be you. Be you. All,
1: all, Being you know, all, me is really difficult. Always sometimes. just be you. Okay. Okay. Are we done? Should I go turn the stream off? Yeah. Okay, thanks, thanks for, for coming, watching, everybody. everybody. Thank Stitcher. Thank you. Always be you.